I'm reading Philip Moffat's book, Dancing with Life. And Which, what's the name of it? Dancing with Life. Dancing with Life. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's as far news. as I'm concerned, it's a fantastic book. Very provocative, challenging. But <clears throat> when he's talking about the second noble truth, I mean, I'm condensing things about a thousand times, but uh, he's talking about any any desire that you. Well, some desires can be okay, but any desire that is really a strong desire and you have a, you want this and you need this and you plan this and uh, you want it to be this way, that the whole story is giving that up, giving up, mm-hmm. giving up that whole process. And then he uh, talks about, find something in your life right now that you're, you're very attached to the outcome. You know, you're very concerned about this and you this and you want it to come out and it's got to come out and to try to give all that up to try to give up all that and just be present with whatever happens Mm -hmm. and can you speak to that Uh, yeah that's uh, that's what it's uh, that's where you that's the place that you want to get to is is where that's how you overcome suffering, because the cause of the suffering is this um, wanting things to be different than they are, wanting something else, uh, wanting, and in the, in the way you just framed it, you know, something that you're very attached to the outcome of. You know, we look to the future and we see, uh, we see the outcome, you know, we look forward to this wonderful dinner that you're going to have. And then you discover that it all got burned up. And then your reaction to it is that uh, this is is terrible disappointment and loss and frustration and oh I should have done this or that or whatever else, you know. But Freedom from suffering is just totally accepting what is. You know, the good and the bad and the whole thing. And uh, you know what, while it's true that some of the outcome may not have been what you foresaw, it is what it is. At least you had the opportunity to savor the outcome that didn't happen, right? <laughs> but it's, it's uh, and you can practice in, in all kinds of ways, in big and, and little ways. Get used to the idea, to explore and discover the idea. You know, I mean, it's intellectually, it's pretty easy to grasp, but yeah, if, uh, if uh, I could get over being attached to uh, things being the way I want them to be, then I'd be a lot more happier and satisfied. Intellectually, you can understand that. The next step is you've got to try it out. Yeah. Uh, And you have to work with it. Now, if he's saying, pick the one thing in your life that's most important, you know, you're really, really attached to, um, 
that's probably what it would be most valuable for you to be able to let go of the attachment to. But it's also going to be what's most difficult. So, you know, you've got to uh, maybe uh, practice a bit on some easier things. <laughs> and there's lots of those. If you, part of, part of practicing mindfulness in your daily life, uh, and you know this quite well, part of practicing daily mindfulness in your daily life is just recognizing all those dozens or hundreds or sometimes even thousands of little attachments that we have to this or that and observing the mental reaction to these, see the mind reacting, and then recognizing that, oh, I'm, I'm experience unha- experiencing unhappiness just because of the attachment that I have. That, you know. And that, that practice of, of mindfulness constantly seeing in many different ways is what allows the, the, the real truth of this to get beyond just being a, an intellectual idea. And it's an actual experience. Every time that you can have the actual experience of letting go of attachment and discovering that it's all right. It's, as a matter of fact, it's not only all right, it's wonderful because uh, by comparison with whatever degree of dissatisfaction that you would otherwise have had, it's absolutely wonderful to be satisfied instead. And learn that. Teach yourself that over and over again in all kinds of different ways. It is, well, you know, it's, it's so obvious, it's hard to grasp. And of course, the other part of it is that, that we are so deeply, deeply conditioned to do just exactly the opposite. And we even admire, our society teaches us to admire those people that are so stubborn and driven and bullheaded and everything else that they insist on having things turn out the way they want them to. You know, uh, we kind of see that as as an ideal. So uh, all of that conditioning makes it really a, a challenge to come to that place of recognizing that the wonderful value of being able to let go. But you know, the other thing about it is if you if you can stop resisting and accept what is, it enormously empowers you to influence what will be in, in a much more positive and effective way. So, uh, when we talk about letting go, accepting what is, and things like that, very often uh, what people will begin to wonder is, well, does that mean that that I no longer try to make any changes, or I don't care what happens, or you know? But it doesn't mean that at all, no. not at all. Accepting what is in the moment is actually doing the only sensible and intelligent thing possible because you can't change what is you can only change what will be 
or influence what will be. But what already is, it's absolutely pointless to resist it and struggle against it. And, and you know, it, the only effect that it has is that it ties your mind in knots and generates negative emotions. And all of that gets in the way of doing something positive and constructive to change the direction of things. So being able to accept actually empowers you in terms of being able to uh, redirect things as far as what's likely to happen in the future. That's one outcome of it. Another outcome of it is that by coming to that place of acceptance, it changes the way you, uh, you know, re- react to all kinds of different things, circumstances, people, everything else. If you look at what happens there, if you imagine if you can, and I know you can, the difference between a person who's always manifesting resistance, uh, which they're complaining, they're objecting, they're they're arguing, they're fighting, they're struggling, uh, you can picture that kind of person, right? Now, replace that picture with somebody who is not always fighting and struggling and complaining and and criticizing and blaming and all this other stuff, but is on the other side, the positive side. Okay, what can we do about it? Where can we go from here? What's the next step? Okay, this, this is the way it is. And how would you react to a person like that? Whatever it's in your power to give or do or influence that impacts that person, how, depending on whether they are in the first case or in the second case, how is it going to influence what you do in all kinds of ways, right? And so with everyone else, and so in every kind of situation. So it, it is... Uh, it has the power to change all of the circumstances and conditions that a person finds themselves in. If, if you can come to the place of ceasing to feed your own suffering in the moment through craving desire for it to be different than it is, and struggling against it, then it's be, it, it changes the conditions that you find yourself in in the future. It even reduces the need to, to make this contrast between how you'd like things to be and how they are, because they'll end up being much more the way you'd like them to be anyway.